Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. And now it's my great pleasure to introduce to you our guest speaker for today, Reverend Kelly Isola. Reverend Kelly Isola is an innovative alchemist and passionate about supporting people and organizations to live and love more authentically by sharing her passion for living the twofold path of an engaged spiritual life, embracing the inner path of wisdom, as well as demonstrating the outer path of compassionate service. She is the co-founder of Project Sanctus, a certified embodied social activist and a somatic abolitionist a teacher sharing her wisdom in the classroom as faculty for two seminaries and around the globe through her own classes, a blogger and writer for Unity Magazine, various Unity booklets, and a number of online magazines. Please join me in welcoming Kelly Isla. Good morning. She sounds fabulous. I always, it's always a treat for me to hear your own bio read back to you. Because even though you submit it, right, even though like someone asks for it, you send a picture, you send a little bio, and then when you hear it back, you're like, oh, wow, there's always this moment in there. It could be a nanosecond where I'm like, wow, she sounds great. I want to hear more. And then I remember, wait, that's me. It's a wonderful affirmation. If you're ever feeling you know, a little bit blue about yourself or maybe having a sense of inadequacy, uh, uh, writing a little bio about yourself and what you're passionate about. It's not about putting your skills or all these letters after your name. It's just, what am I passionate about? What am I bringing to the world, right? What is it that, that wakes me up? What is it that challenges me? And put those down and have a friend read it back to you. And you'll go, ooh, I rock. Everybody do that right now. See, I can see you, so I know if you're going to do this or not. Put your hand on your chest and just kind of go, I rock. I rock, totally. Add the totally piece. I rock, totally. A little bit of fun, a little bit of bringing our energy up. So I'm going to guess that when some people read the title of the talk, Giving Up God for Lent, um, that some people went, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Giving up God for, wait, aren't we in a church? Like, isn't this all about God? Isn't the first principle in unity that there's one presence and one power, God? (laughs) Uh, So when I talk about giving up God for Lent, um, I'm actually really serious about it. And what I mean by that is, um, is that it's, 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 not quite as literal as it sounds, and yet there is an element to it that is uh, a journey that is just for uh, for a time, right? For because we're about to enter into the Lenten journey, and then you know eventually Easter, and 
I know that one of the announcements was an Ash Wednesday service. So the this Lenten journey is is really a, a journey of um, kind of introspection, but it's also an exterior journey of how we're being. Um, I have this little um, this little conversation that I call Muppet theology that that reminds me of that that it's a good thing to kind of question you know, question what I think, question what might, I think is fixed in time and space. And, and the idea of why ruin a good question with an answer. Like sometimes a little mystery is kind of good. Um, but anyway, so here's my little Muppet theology thing. Um, it's, it's Bert and Ernie. Um, so let me get this straight, Bert. You say that God is above us in the clouds looking down on us? That's right, Ernie. Funny, Bert, I always thought God was below us with his hand up our butts. <laughs> so yeah, a little, a little irreverent. Um, but I love the idea of the, the, you know, picturing Bert and Ernie having this little conversation. And, and of course, I know in, in, in Unity, our teaching is not that, that God is looking down on us, you know, this person in this white robe with a big gold G on the front of it and a beard and looking down from above like a kind of marionette or, you know, with the hand up the butts doing the, the, you know, the puppet thing. I, you know, that God is principle, right? Principle that is everywhere present principle that at every spot um, in time and place principle is present. Um, so when I talk about giving up God for Lent, I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything. I'm not even, you know, you don't even have to go down this road with me. I just know that in my journey and, and Lent for me, ha, you know, is a, is a good time to, to travel down a road that I've maybe never traveled before. You know, it's really kind of the whole Easter journey. And Easter is not just a one time a year, honestly. Easter is always, you know, is always with us. The idea of, of, these crosses that we bear, the challenges that we hold and the wounds we have, and then, you know, healing them and releasing them and, and, you know, seeing the world beyond the wounds, um, which is really what resurrection is, is just, is seeing the world beyond um, the, you know, the wounds. So I take, you know, Lent and it's fast approaching as a way to, um, to just go down and take a journey, go down a road that I may have never gone down before. And not to come to a particular conclusion, this is also one of those things in, in unity that I think we've gotten, um, that sometimes I think we're get hyper-focused on, I gotta get somewhere, there's gotta be a destination. I gotta get to healing, I gotta get to peace, I gotta get in the silence, I gotta get to God, I gotta get, you know, there's somewhere to get to. And I think often what I experience and hear is, that goes on unconsciously. Um, and my invitation is uh, not doing that. Um, so I'm not, so when I say giving up God for Lent and embarking on this journey, um, it's not to convince anyone. I don't want to, you know, I had a, um, a mentor long ago, an older woman in Unity, long time, long, long, long time Unity uh, minister. She passed away several years ago, but her, her um, sort of her joke when you, when any kind of conversations around 
theology or challenging something, you know, her joke was, don't go messing with my Jesus, you know, and she would say it with this thick Southern accent. And so I'm, I'm messing with God and you're free to go on the journey or not. Um, you know, we'll gladly refund your belief at the end of the seven weeks of Lent. But the reason I do it is, um, is cause I think there's a need to, um, to sort of stir the settlement a little bit, um, not to ultimately get anywhere in particular, but to ask the questions about what are my beliefs? What are my convictions? You know, what are my spiritual practices? And remember, this is my journey, right? This is my journey of inquiry, um, of, um, you know, kind of going on this path. Um, and again, I think it's, it's while it sounds like I'm trying to get to a destination, I'm not necessarily really I'm sort of think of it this way think of this visual that there's this path that wanders along and I'm kind of on this path and it goes through different um you know ecosystems it goes through a desert it goes through um you know some arctic snow it goes by the beach it goes into a wheat field it goes by you know an english garden it, it just lots and lots of different ecosystems this path kind of wanders along and I periodically stop at a bench. Every once in a while, there's a bench. And I, I get on the bench and I just sit down. I just sit and rest. Right? And then when it's time, I get up and I keep wandering. So this journey for me is not about getting to a destination, but rather noticing, right? Rather um, not necessarily finding anything, but, um, but being in an inquiry. And, and part of that is that um, I think it's really important. A large part of that, I think it's really important. It helps us kind of move out of rigid, um, we don't even know we have rigid thinking, right? We don't even know that we have, may hold some ideas or beliefs that, that um, the idea of, you know, letting go of them gives us a little bit like, oh, you know, you can find that the breath catches for a moment or wait, if I didn't have that, what would that mean, you know? Um, and so it's, but that kind of challenge is good. That's how, that's the journey of healing and wholeness because wholeness is all of us, right? That healing, I may not even know that, um, that I can, you know, expand and reach beyond and stretch a little. And, you know, when you stretch, think about it, you could do it in your seat right now. The spiritual practice of wiggling, it is a spiritual practice, wiggle in your seat and notice what's, oh, I haven't felt that muscle in a little while, right? And, you know, move your arms and your hands and your legs and, you know, even your feet, move your feet. I don't have to see them. If you don't, if you don't want anyone to see you wiggling, wiggle your feet and just feel where, oh, haven't, didn't, I forgot that that was, that muscle was there. Or you might hear the bones crack a little bit. So this Lenten journey of giving up God for Lent is really about, um, seeing beyond, right? Seeing, um, um, you know, what I don't know what I don't know um, and, and welcoming that in. Now, I will give you a spoiler alert. Whenever we welcome in, you know, new ideas, there's generally some dissonance, right? There's discomfort. There's, um, we may have an experience of um, oh, not feeling like safe or, or unsure or, uh, I don't know if I want to do this because that was pretty comfortable, right? And it's supposed to be. 
right? Nothing really grows in a comfort zone. We grow in the dark and bloom in the light. So it's important. Our growth requires, really demands, that we be out of our comfort. So like I said, this is, this is my journey, and I have no attachment to anybody else joining me in the journey. And not that I would know because I don't see it every day or every week. But um, I think that if you move through it, you know, we're, we choose to go down a road to uncover unexamined unconscious assumptions and not just about God, but each other. And we get to see how we hold each other and maybe how we hold each other a little rigidly, right? There's the story of Lazarus, the Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead in the Gospel of John. And the writer of the Gospel of John writes the story a particular way, you know, from his own understanding of Jesus and, and the miracles that Jesus, um, uh, his understanding and writing of those miracles. And it, just looking at that one story, um, there's just one piece in there that I think is really about points very well to what I'm talking about. And that's when, you know, Lazarus has come out of the, Jesus has, you know, affirmed and asserted his name and told him to come out. And the writer has Lazarus come out of the tomb and Lazarus is wrapped up in, um, you know, in cloth because he had been, you know, the, the burial ritual. Um, and he comes out, but but what the way the story's written is um, Jesus tells the villagers to go unwrap Lazarus. It's not Lazarus standing there unwrapping himself. It's Jesus uh, asks, tells the, the, those in the village the, you know, to go unwrap Lazarus. And I think that a way to take that is that we do that to unwrap someone is to see them differently, right? So the invitation is however a person was holding Lazarus before, now in unwrapping him, can they see him differently? Um, putting aside the, he's been sitting in a tomb for four days, um, but just, you know, metaphysically and metaphorically and, and uh, you know, just looking at it, what does it mean for me? That's what's, you know, giving up God for Lent is part of that unwrapping. Can I unwrap my own thinking so that I can see you differently? Can I, can I unwrap my own, you know, I don't know what I don't know so that I can see the world differently? right? Because can I see beyond someone's bullying, right? Can I see beyond my own behavior that's not my most noble self, right? Anybody have, you know, behave a little bit less than glorious and later in the day or you're lying in bed and you go, yeah, I could have done that so differently, right? I could have said that differently. Yeah. So do me a favor, raise your hand if you've ever had that kind of thought. Just, I can see you. Thank you. I like to know I'm not alone in my weird little world. So that's the, that's what, that's what I'm doing, right? It's just this never ending seeking. Um, you know, it's not like, is there someone who's right? Is there a wrong? Like, who should I believe? That sounds, what that person's saying is very wrong. They're on the wrong side. You know, there's this, what about this and this allness of the suchness of the beingness and, and what, what is the difference and why do I need, you know, Where's the comfort in here? I mean, there's all of these things that go on when we engage, when we say, I'm willing to go down this journey and question. Question by questions. Don't ruin a good question with an answer. To just be willing. Think of that path, right? Think visual. Oh, I'm in the Arctic. I'm going to pause for a moment, not for long, because it's chilly. Sit on the bench. 
Get up, keep going, come to another one. So part of this journey as well, right? So if I've cheat, I make a decision to quote unquote, give up God for Lent, meaning question everything I know. Um, and again, keep in mind, it doesn't mean that I won't, I may change my worldview, I may not, that's not the point. Remember, it's not a destination. It's the journey of the questioning, right? It's enjoying the mystery, right? And, and one of the things that happens when we do this work, because I think we've all experienced it, it's not the first time we've sort of questioned what we think. Um, most people wind up in unity because they were questioning, you know, what do I believe and that kind of thing. But one of the things that comes with the questioning, one of the things that comes with my I'm willing to go down this road is that is grief. It's just a natural part of the process. I, I'm something that I've held dear, even if it's not working for me, it's familiar. There's something might be something sentimental about it. There's um, that it's just familiar, right? And needs to, it needs to be released. Right? Whether it's a person, it's a belief, you know, the relationship, a job, the, you know, community groups, whatever. But in the questioning, you know, and am I willing to, to go down this road? A natural part of it is the grief because that's, that's how we grow, right? There's a letting go of one form so that another form is birthed. So Lent is, is really a time of this inquiry, of this time of, you know, the letting go process, the letting go part is not really at the end of Easter. It's all along the way that the, in fact, the original intention when Lent was first created by the church was to sacrifice for the glory of God in order to be closer to God. Now, of course, in unity, we wouldn't say it that way. But um, it's traditionally a time of um, um, examining beliefs. It's a time of that to be closer to God, so to speak, um, traditionally. So if we think about that, um, this, or, or to repent, you know, we have, we, many of us have this allergy to the word repent um, because of, you know, previous um, church experiences. But the, the, in the Hebrew, the word repent really is a means to return, right? It's not about self-flagellation. Repent is not, I get on my knees and, oh, you know, but it's to, it means to return, especially to return from exile. Embark on a journey that goes beyond the mind that you have. So here's my going beyond, right? To limit God, to let go of God, to give up God for Lent. And when I say limit God, I mean take this infinite potential possibility and narrow it down, right? Bring it down into something more specific. Bring it down into, we talk about peace, we talk about kindness, we talk about compassion, we talk about all these ways that we want to show up and be in the world, right? And, and how to support and, and be, you know, with each other. And, and all those announcements you had, like the food pantry um, and um, 
and classes and groups and, um, you know, I don't even remember them all, um, but they were all the invitation to go beyond the mind you have, right? That's, that's that Greek part, to go beyond the mind that you have, embark on a journey to go beyond the mind that you have. And that's my invitation for you. And that's my giving up God for Lent is that. And one of the reasons I word it that way is because it, it makes people stop and go, wait, what? Um, to go beyond the mind that you have is that's our, that's our work. So to go to look beyond someone's behavior, to look beyond the differences, to look beyond what's, you know, the sufferings, my own and another's, to look beyond the joys, my own and another, right? Always expanding, always um, adding to the picture that we have. And part of this, as I said, is the grief, right? Part of this is the lamenting. It's an old fashioned word to lament, but it's also a spiritual practice. So giving up God, for, give up anything, right? Give up. There's a sense of, can I? Do I? I don't want to, right? We want to often hold on to, but I know this, but it's comfortable, but it's safe. So giving up has this element of grief, right? You have the power, you have the strength, you are the I am. So you're equipped to give up. You're equipped to let go. You are equipped to embark on a journey that goes beyond the mind that you have. And go beyond the mind that you have in a way that challenges you. Because there is life-giving wisdom deeply embedded within you, within individual consciousness, collective consciousness, and within the lamenting process. It's an old word. Usually when we hear the word lament or lamentations, you, know, how, you, you don't hear it in conversation. How, when was the last time you used the word in a conversation? Right? How often do you hear it in the media? Um, how often do you read it in a book? Probably never. Um, but yet it's a spiritual practice that's been around for thousands of years that is, um, it's a lost experience, really. It's inviting us to, it's revolutionary. Like dig in deep to it and bring it up and see it for all it is, you know, wiggle around in it. Here's the spiritual practice of wiggling. It's a real spiritual practice, I swear. But it's, it's, it's part of this challenge of embarking on a journey that goes beyond the mind that you have. Um, I think because we think of lamenting, you know, in our Western culture here in America that, well, it's so dramatic and it's like so soap opera and, you know, gnashing of the teeth and, you know, like we want to, you know, someone needs to get an Oscar for that performance, you know, kind of idea when we think about lamenting. And yet it's very primal. It's to mourn, it's to grieve out loud, um, and it's taking place everywhere. It's taking place everywhere. In the, um, uh, in the Hebrew Testament, I'm just going to wrap up with this before we move to, to meditation. Um, King David um, is, does a lot of lamenting. He does a lot of grieving. He does a lot of wailing for multiple different things. But one of the things he does is that um, he, his... Um, uh, baby with Bathsheba becomes ill. And so he's wailing and he's grieving. Um, 
and uh, he refuses to eat and drink, and he won't get up off the floor. And then finally, in the way the story is written, the baby dies, and then David gets up. And that's when he gets up and he comes back to life. Um, and I think our process is not really all that different, right? In the lamenting journey, that it's okay to be kind of on the floor, right? I call it my kitchen floor moments, to be on the floor and to be in, you know, the suffering, in the letting go, in the grieving. And I do get up and I come back to life. And I think it's important that we remember that. So if I'm going to embark on a journey um, that, uh, um, you know, to go beyond the mind that I have, I have to be willing to give up the mind that I have which might involve some lamenting, which might the grieving, um, but it's a step toward rebuilding, right? It's a step toward redefining. It's a, it's, it's a sign of a loss that we're experiencing and, um, and that moves us into, you know, we're breaking things down, but it becomes this bridge back to life. And so we can get up, we can be this bridge, we can be this connection, we can take the, um, this idea of giving up God for Lent and know that in that, what it means is going beyond the mind that I have. Giving up God for Lent is going on a journey of going beyond the mind that I have. Choosing it intentionally. Sometimes it's not chosen for us. So we're gonna, so we make a new relationship. We make a new relationship with God. We make a new relationship with with whatever's in front of us, whatever person is in front of us, whatever community is in front of us, whatever, excuse me, whatever is challenging us, wherever there's this, I don't wanna do this. Wherever we go, I don't know. Wherever we go, I don't know where this is going. That's, you know, wherever we find ourselves challenged, irritated, annoyed, angry, Am I willing to embark on a journey that goes beyond the mind that I have? You know, giving up God for Lent as a, the metaphor. Then that's our journey. To see what's in front of us, to kind of, you know, bow down, so to speak, to say, yes, I'm willing to go on a journey with no destination. That's the important part. No destination, of course there will be, probably, but no destination, just willing to pause along the way and notice and be with what is. So if you are willing to live your life in that manner, you'll see yourself in the stranger, you'll see yourself in those that are different, and you'll recognize that there's this limited expression of God in all its glory and all its depravity right in front of you, as well as you, and that there isn't anything wrong with any of that. I don't need to change it. I just need to be with it, to be on this journey, to go beyond the mind that I have. So let's take that idea of, to embark on a journey and go beyond the mind that I have. Let's take that into meditation. If you're comfortable, you can close your outer eyes. And if you want to leave your eyes open, you can do that. Just maybe drop your attention, have a soft gaze on something in front of you.
deep breath in and a breath let it out. Another deep breath in. And a big exhale. Dropping the shoulders, settling into the body. Every inhale and exhale, think it of think of it as this journey that we are on. That rhythm of life. That rhythm of divine life, divine love, and divine wisdom that we each are. In our own unique expression, this finite self, this finite self that is rests in infinite reality. Remembering that we live as fully human and we live as fully divine. And that giving up God for Lent is the idea of embarking on a journey that has no destination. Embarking on a journey that goes beyond the mind that we have. questioning, of willing to be in the uncertainty, of willing to, to sit in the tension of not knowing. Remembering that we grow in that heart. We grow in that uncertainty. this journey that we have chosen to take on will include loss, grief, forgiveness, maybe in small ways, maybe in large ways.
we choose this journey? Because it takes us into the most chaotic, one of the most frightening and uncertain places in our world. Where we may appear to tread, and yet places that are most needed by us. Places that need our presence. Places that finite expression that you are of divine love, divine life, and divine wisdom. Yourself. I am divine love, divine life, divine wisdom as my finite self within infinite reality. I am divine love, divine life, divine wisdom in this finite self within an infinite within infinite reality. And hold that in the quiet of this moment. I am divine life, divine love, and divine wisdom as my finite self within infinite reality. Remembering that this giving up God for Lent is about embarking on a journey to go beyond the mind that you have. You are 
already love, you already belong, just as you are. Embarking on this journey, we express more of our divine nature, our divine identity. And so it is, and so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.